Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Good morning and welcome everyone to Live on Sunday for January 5th, 2020. Koyo Kubosi here, so very glad you joined us as we kick off the new decade. Indeed. Well, that's the, in the Chinese uh, animal zodiac calendar, 2020 is the year of the rat. It's the beginning of the cycle, 12-year animal cycle. And uh, it is said that the rat is a number one uh, of the in the calendar because, as the myth goes, the animals were all, they heard about the birth of the Buddha, okay? Uh, and so all the animals wanted to go pay a visit. And the rat, uh, he jumped up on the back of the ox to get a ride. And then when they got close, almost approaching the the arrival spot, they, the rat go, goes down to the tip of the nose of the ox and he jumps off so that he could be first. <laughs> He's clever. So rats are said to be smart and good planners, okay, and being clever like that. Uh, it has its value, you know, uh, but clever somehow has a little bit of a taint to it, you know, in terms of trying to cut corners or things like that, rather than being just straightforward. Huh? So that there's all these trade-offs when we think about good and bad or omens or things like this. And sometimes I can't help thinking that uh, for humans, we, we like to, we have a tendency, I don't know why, where it comes from, but the superstitious aspects of things, good luck charms, bad luck charms, and uh, <clears throat> I couldn't help thinking about that uh, a few, few minutes ago. I thought that uh, uh, as I was waiting for the show to start, in the countdown, and I and I looked at the countdown uh, thing, and it looked like it was all zeros 
And I said, gee, why didn't the opening, me- um, opening message play? And, and so I hit the play button on it, and it started. And then I looked back, and I noticed that I hadn't seen that there was, you know, like a, a few more seconds to go before the, the show was supposed to go on. And so when that time's out, then the voice comes on, Block Talk Radio, and then and it started up the new, plays the new message over again. So in other words, I started out the New Year <laughs> service here with the mistake. Uh, some might say, oh, that's a, what an omen, huh? Or I suppose, uh, as I like to think of it, if you, if you want to think like that, then you could say, well, okay, uh, maybe another twist or interpretation you could put on it is that I get the mistakes out of the way so that the rest of the year could be mistake-free, <laughs> if you want to think about it like that. Uh, in the same way, uh, we, Adrian and I, we traveled out of town uh, over the winter holidays, and so we flew some planes. And uh, I had forgotten that you're supposed to take some precautions about getting sick because you, you breathe in all this uh, recycled air on the airplane and all this stuff, and then f- forgot all about that aspect until <laughs> after the trip we. We both came down. We both got sick, you know. And uh, first, I thought, oh, gee, maybe I in, in the travels and everything, I picked up something. Then I said, oh no, it was probably because of the in the airline trip flight. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right, that's right. And then Adrian got sick after that. I said, yep, we were both exposed to that. And uh, what a way to start off the new year <laughs> with the flu and bad, you know, aching bodies and whatnot. And and then, like I said, I could. I could say, oh, okay, let's get the sickness out of the way. Rest of the year, we could look forward to healthiness. And we know that this is just uh, our own attitude. Um, There's no place for superstitions, either good or bad, uh, in Buddhism, really. Uh, The Buddha and other major religious leaders, they made a point to say that explicitly because they knew the human tendency of people to engage in superstitious uh, beliefs. And that's almost the opposite of what the Buddha is teaching. And there's some interesting humorous uh, experiences about this relationship of about superstition and the Dharma and sometimes ministers themselves perpetuate that they, they uh, consciously or unconsciously they 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 <clears throat> support uh, uh, the human being's tendency like this for example and I th- I heard that this is a true story I don't know but there was a minister. And one of his congregation members said she bought a new car and she wanted the, the minister to bless it. Now, blessing uh, can be tied. It doesn't have to be, okay? but it usually is tied to superstitious warding off of evil. Uh-huh. 
Hashem bless. Uh, <clears throat> so the minister uh, got a little incense burner in his bell, and they sat in her new car, and he rang the bell, lit the incense, and chanted a short sutra. He says, okay, you know. And a week later, she came back, and she said, I got in an accident. You know, and I thought you blessed my car. And, he, and the minister said, oh, yeah, I blessed your car, but I didn't know you wanted to be blessed against accidents. If I had known that, we would have did a, you know, a longer service or something like this. Now, isn't that a terrible story, you know? Um, if there was a... a, a, a a Caucasian lady who was part of my father's meditation group, and uh, she shared a story that uh, at work, they were uh, at lunch break, they were talking about astrology or something, and they, and they were asked, they had a question about it, and they said, well, gee, I, I, I wonder how that works. And, and someone said, oh, go ask Nancy. She's a Buddhist. As though Buddhism and astrology were somehow related to one another. You know, that's the <clears throat> common misconceptions of things. And uh, sometimes <clears throat> in superstition, you get things, um, whether it's in sports or whether it's in uh, everyday activities, rituals, and stuff like this. It's. Uh, <clears throat> It's easy to slip into, okay? When we don't understand something, okay? When we don't understand something or we can't predict something or we can't control something, it doesn't mean that it's random, chaotic. It doesn't mean that, it just means that the causes are so complex and so instantaneous and dynamic that, yeah, we cannot put a formula to it, okay? But it, you know, uh, so anyway, hey, we have a lot of possibilities, choices, or, or options in this whole new decade, new year. Huh? A lot of possibilities. And I, I could relate this to our uh, <clears throat> image of rats. Uh <clears throat> It's kind of interesting that some of the 12 animals, you know, you have rats, you have snakes. Uh, and I dare say people uh, don't have a good feeling associated with such animals. Hmm? Um, I'm a snake, <laughs> I have to confess. My wife is a snake. Uh, and, of course, if you go look into it a little deeper, you know, Snakes are supposed to be half full of wisdom and all that and things like this. So what do you want to choose? What do you want to be? Huh? And if you think about a rat, well, you you could think about um, laboratory animals being used. You could think about the white rat. That's uh, Some people have them as pets. Hey. Huh? Rats can be seen as smart or, or dirty or mean or sneaky or, you know. And uh, how do you want to depict them? There was a, I remember when I was studying biology 
there was a a book, small, a very uh, slim paperback about the, the human fly, written by a biologist, where you learn all about the amazing insect that a fly is. And they say after you read this book, and you know, you get to you get some intimate knowledge and feeling about understanding uh, about flies, then you have a completely different conception of flies. Okay. And just not as a pest. So part of it is being open to to learning. Okay. Hey, there are all kind of aspects to to an animal like a rat. And then of course we're not talking about flies and rats, we're talking about ourselves. Okay. So who am I? What kind of a human being am I? What kind of individual am I? And of course, it's not a matter of discovering something, looking and finding something, although it, it involves that kind of a process. But it's also <clears throat> creating and making a choice about what one wants to be. It's all dynamic, in, intermixed there. We don't do it ourselves, and uh, we do have to be engaged in it. So for this new decade, I saw the phrase I thought was interesting. It said, Happy New You. Hey, hey, how about that? That bring a smile to your face, huh? Yeah. Every year it should be a new you. Every day should be a new you. Every moment should be a free new you, huh? You know? Uh what are you going to be like in the next minute? <laughs> uh, not that we have that kind of a conscious choice that we have to do be conscious of all the time. Huh? I mean, the whole purpose is to transcend. And what transcend, the best teaching that my I remember my father had was accept transcend. Accept slash transcend. Okay? Acceptance doesn't lead to transcendence. Acceptance is transcendence. Now that's a pretty subtle nuance there. Okay. <clears throat> right in the process of accepting, you know, boom. Soon as you you, know, you don't want to be short. I wanted to be a professional basketball player so good. If only I was five inches taller. So uh, if you accept your shortness, true acceptance, then you transcend your shortness. You be the best you that you can be. Although that sounds like a pretty glib cliche, but it's true. Be yourself. Find yourself, be yourself. Create yourself. These are all true. It all says yes. Uh, well, that's a good way, I think, to start off 2020. I'd like to introduce today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse. It's by Jen Reno, and she was part of our LM11 group that received the lay minister induction uh, ceremony last May. And she resides in Utah. 
So let us hear from Jen Daniel. Hello, my name is Jen Reniel Nelson, and I'm providing the Dharma glimpse for January 5th, 2020. In the uh, book Zen Koans that Guillaume Kobose Sensei uh, translated and shared with the English speaking world, there is a uh, koan that's applicable to this time of year. Uh, the story goes that there was a Chinese Zen monk who lived in a tree, up in a tree. And the governor of the district heard of this Zen monk and he visited him one day. Seeing the monk uh, perched up high in the tree, the governor said, you know, living on the tree is quite dangerous. You might fall at any moment. Why don't you live on the ground? The monk replied, is it safe down there on the earth? And I think that this is applicable for endings and beginnings for many people, myself included. 2019 was a hard year. It was a year um, where there were struggles and challenges, disappointments, along with all the good things that come in life as well. 2020 is still new. And we've got about 360 days of unknowns and opportunities. The story of this monk living in the tree and asking about whether it's safe on the earth makes me think of our own situations. It is difficult on the earth. It is difficult to wander through this world. We get hurt. We get exposed to things. We hurt others. We expose others to things. And because it's the new year, I've been thinking about how best to walk into 2020, how to get out of my tree and to get down on the earth. So I am one of those people who used to always make New Year's resolutions. And it wasn't one, it wasn't two. This was a big list of resolutions I did. I monitored it through the year. I tracked the percentage of resolutions and goals that I'd completed. And it got to the point that I actually um, measured the goodness or the success of the year by the percentage of goals that I met. And while this is good and fine, I think that as I've gotten to know the middle way better as a lifelong student, I really have gained an understanding that rather than focusing all my energies on things that haven't happened yet and base my success on things that happened in the past, what I want to work on this year is focusing on the here and the now and really focus on what I'm doing for others versus what I'm accomplishing myself. Um, there's a quote by Guillaume Kobose-sensei that says, when we are truly able to see and understand life, its reality, its value, and beauty, as well as its troubles, we are able to accept life dynamically and walk its path with appreciation and gratitude. This way of life is Buddhism. I want to wish you all a very happy new year, whether it is a Gregorian new year or a lunar new year. This is a wonderful time to stop and reflect and commit to living that middle path better, to be kind in our thoughts and words and deeds. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. Very nice Dharma glimpse. And uh, very uh, fundamental thing when we think about human motivation, uh, and self-improvement 
you know, there's a lot of activity and energy and planning and like that revolves around an aspect of uh, what is sub. What are you going to base success on? Okay. Past achievements, things in the past, or or the the nature, the quality of your proposed uh, plans and goals. Uh, and maybe all of our efforts are based upon that kind of a dimension of success failure, trying to maximize one and and minimize the other. But if Buddhism is a way of non-dualism, Buddhism and non-dualistic, trying to transcend the uh, dualism, and one dualism, of course, is success failure. How do you let go of that? Uh, that's pretty tough. Uh, we could put it in the in the in other words, uh, uh, describe it as an accept slash change paradox. Accept slash change, meaning that uh, if you accept everything, you say, "Hey, this is fine. This is fine." How are you ever going to? To have motivation to do anything, to to move ahead, to to progress, because things are going to change. Don't you want them to change in a certain kind of way, in a good way? So, so to the it seems like these are working at cross purposes. So we call it a paradox. To be a very accepting person, and yet to be a person that can work for change. Is a dedicated person. Okay. What about plans and goals? Okay. Now, sometimes my father has said, "Hey, nothing wrong with planning and having goals, but once you start to do something, you do it a hundred percent. You can't do it, and at the same time saying, "Well, <clears throat> you know, is this uh, succeeding or failing?" Huh? Is this going according to plan or not? You might have to pause and reassess or whatever, but in the actual doing, you do it 100%. Uh, Sometimes he said the Buddhist arithmetic, my father used to say, it's not that 50% plus 50% equals 100%. Okay. It's 100% plus 100% equals 100%. <laughs> Sometimes he applies this to advice to newly married couples. Or that Sometimes they have the idea of uh, that the best teamwork is, hey, I give 50%, you give 50%, and that's our marriage, you know? He said, no, that's not the Buddhist arithmetic. <laughs> you, you just, okay, you don't love, your love is not conditional. Hey, I... I did 51, you only did 49%. You're not holding up your end. Okay. That kind of economic model, profit and loss and this kind of thing, uh, is not the best way, not the only way uh, to live. Okay. If you love somebody, you love them 100%. Huh? And you let the other person worry about their own karmic 
activities and path. You take care of your own. Huh? How to live. Huh? How to live. Uh, uh, and it behooves us as a part of our individual spiritual practice to think along these lines of, you know, gee, how, how am I doing? How am I going? You know, uh, uh, sometimes they talk about open, big mind, big sky mind. You know, in Japanese, the word uh, uh, for sky is sora, but the character Chinese written character in in the the one way of pronouncing it is K U Ku, and Ku means empty, emptiness. So the sky and emptiness are synonymous. Okay, here's the big sky. Okay, infinite sky. Okay, and of course here on Earth, we say, well, the sky seems to hold our weather. Huh? Uh, well, is it the blue skies? Is it gray skies? What is, when we say the sky is empty or open, the sky is all accepting. It doesn't say just, hey, I, I just want blue skies. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not it's not reality. It's not life. Can you be? <laughs> you really set yourself up for a lot of suffering. And disappointment if you are don't go with the flow of the dynamics of reality. Okay, so <clears throat> like the sky uh, accepts all. So a lot of things will come. It's a long life. A lot of things will happen. Huh? And of course we have plans and preferences and everything. But when they happen, then we have a choice of whether we're going to stew in it. And grab onto it and not let go and be dragged. Huh? Uh, when we should know better. Huh? But we do a lot of rationalizing and so forth as human beings. And so that whole process of how we function is spiritual practice. Hey, here's to it. With a new year, the new decade, the new you. And that's all for today's broadcast. And until next time, keep going. And you have a wonderful day. Thank you.